Pretty Boy Swag, written Thursday, December 30th, 2010, at 11.54 a.m. How do I talk about the incredible men of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated? I'm not exactly sure how to capture in words the esteem in which I hold them. Oh, how I wish this note had a soundtrack. It would definitely have Pretty Boy Swag on it. My first orientation to the men of Kappa Alpha Psi was in college. My college roommate's longtime boyfriend was a Kappa at the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga. On more than one occasion, a bunch of us would pile up in the car and make the three-hour drive from Atlanta to Tennessee for a Kappa party. There was definitely something special about these guys. They had swagger. I remember how they would enter a party, cool, smooth, and crisp, party walking onto the dance floor while Set It Off played in the background. They were tall and handsome and distinguished. At the time, I was not a Delta. I'd wanted to be a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated since I was a little girl. My mother and grandmother were members of the sorority, and so I expected that I would become a member in college. That didn't happen. I tried, and I didn't make it. And it was traumatic. I felt like I'd failed in some ways. I decided to dismiss it for a while. Soon I graduated and moved to New York City, and within a year I became a link. I thought that this would make my mom really happy. My grandmother and mom are also links. But I was still not a Delta, and there's a special connection there. I don't think you're trying to connect with the local chapter, Mom would say. She'd encouraged me to reach out to the graduate chapters in the area. You don't want to be a Delta anymore, do you, she said. It wasn't the case. It's just that the timing wasn't right. I was getting ready to graduate from Princeton Seminary in 2008 when I met a nice undergraduate Delta Soror from Princeton University. I asked her to, uh, who her graduate advisor was, and she introduced me to a woman named Sandy B. Sandy B. was from the Trenton alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta, and she sold me two tickets to a fundraising event. She also told me that she would keep my information and reach out to me if they were taking in new members in the future. Sandy B. and I only met once, but she didn't forget me. A year later, she reached out, and it was time. I became a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated on April 24, 2009. I was made by the Trenton Alumni Chapter with 23 other amazing women. Our line was called 24 Karat Gold. I was number 22, and my nickname was Sunshine. Our process was special, and our bond is special. I was meant for this line at this place and time. The summer after we crossed into the sorority was the most fun. My social calendar in Trenton went from zero to hero, and my line sisters and I must have supported every Greek and non-Greek event in the city. There was always something to do, and we showed up, party walking. We were happy to be New Deltas. I think we would have party walked in the grocery store if if there had been enough of us. And we got a lot of love from the other Greeks in the city. It all felt like one big welcome hug. We especially got a lot of love from the Kappas. The Kappas in Trenton are an incredible group of guys, and my associations with them have made Greek life whole for me. They are actively engaged in community service in the city, and they sponsor great events. But more important than that, they demonstrate authentic brotherhood. They really appear to look out for each other like real brothers do. It's refreshing to observe. I found myself at Kappa events almost immediately after I crossed. And I was at one event in particular, the Kappa Cookout, when I met Kesner. It was July 2009, and I had been seeing this guy since May at different events here and there. 
the cookout would be the first time that we would have a conversation. I arrived at the cookout, so dressed up in an orange and black floral print halter. I hadn't been sitting for very long when one of Kesner's brothers came over and told me that Kesner wanted to meet me. I met him at a picnic table. We sat at the table and had a brief conversation that ended with us making plans to go to his church the following Sunday. I wasn't really that interested. I had a budding romance brewing, but Kesner had invited me to church, and I'm a minister, so can a minister really turn down church? I agreed to meet him the following Sunday in the vestibule. When I What I didn't know then was that our conversation was a result of an earlier chat that he had been having with his mentor and fraternity brother, Drew, who I will refer to as Drew Angel. In prior conversation, Kesner had expressed to Drew Angel that he was looking for a different type of woman, one with whom he could settle down. Drew Angel told Kesner to make a list of 10 qualities that he was looking for. On the day of the cookout, when I sauntered in all dressed up, Drew Angel pulled Kesner aside and said, You know the woman that you're looking for? There she is. He was referring to me. Kesner said, How do you know? And Drew Angel said he just knew. So the Kappas have been involved in me and Kesner's story from the very beginning. And when Kesner died, they took it upon themselves to gather around me and my mom for a visitation. When a loved one dies, it is a custom in the black community to visit, bring food, and sit with the person. Typically, fraternities and sororities will organize a visitation if a member has lost a parent, spouse, or child. I say this because it is beyond the custom of protocol to officially gather around someone who is not a member or the spouse of a member. I was just Kesner's girlfriend, after all. But the Trenton Kappas didn't seem overly concerned about protocol. Instead, they just came in droves. They showed up. Some I knew and others who I was just meeting for the first time. It was as if Kesner had whispered in the ear of the pole mark and said, take care of my woman. They knew that he loved me, so they showed me love, a great expression of brotherhood, even in death. It was all that I could do to keep it together that night. We had the visitation on Wednesday at Talithia's house. My hair was done, I had on a little bit of makeup, and I was wearing a simple tan dress and sandals. I sat in the corner of one of Talithia's couches. I knew I couldn't do too much talking or moving around or I might lose it. I didn't want to expose the rawness of my pain, so I just sat still and worked really hard to keep it together. I'm not sure how many guys came. There were so many, and a handful of my sorority sisters came by also. Mostly, people just socialized. I think it was pretty hard for everyone to talk about Kesner. It was so painful. Nobody really talked about him to me except Drew Angel. He came and sat by me on the couch. He reminded me of that day at the cookout, about how he'd pointed me out to Kesner. I didn't cry while he was telling the story. It was hard, but I didn't. The remainder of the evening was spent watching everyone engage with my mom. My mom has a special ability to hold court. She can literally have a room full of people enthralled in one of her stories. She's funny, and she knows a lot about a lot. So I sat in the corner of the couch and watched her engage the crowd, making her convincing argument about how she didn't think LeBron James would leave Cleveland. One of the brothers leaned over to me and asked, what did she do? I just laughed. I was happy to share my mom with my community. I just wished it were not under these circumstances. All in all, it was a special night. We had a special evening visitation with the Kappas. 
They came with food, fellowship, and love, and I felt special. I felt the way that I know Kesner wanted me to feel. I was beginning to heal, a little bit. And I was clear that the gesture was not just for me. It was all for Kesner, in his honor, because that's what brothers do. The incredible men of Kappa Alpha Psi.